since I'm a kid who grew up in the 90s, you know, I'm one of those really typical 90s babies. As in, anything that kind of catches my, pulls on my nostalgia tale, I tend to turn around and take notice of it. And I remember when the very first Transformers film came out in 2007, I think, and how exciting that was to kind of hear Optimus Prime's voice again and kind of see what it would be like to finally get, you know, a really good live action version of the Transformers. Now, they've been releasing them pretty consistently every two to three years um, since then, and they just released the seventh uh, iteration. Uh... It's kind of weird way to put this. It is still the seventh Transformers film. However, it doesn't necessarily make sense how it connects to six of its other ones, let alone whether or not it connects to the Bumblebee, which was good enough to be its own film, as well as what would hopefully have rebooted the whole series. Because there's a lot of shit that goes on in these films that really, really big fans of the toys and the cartoon back in the day, you know, they didn't like, they didn't like a lot of, and I understood some of why those certain liberties were taken. For example, one thing I've hated in the series ever since the beginning is there aren't a lot of robots. Like why are there not a lot of Autobots ever in any film? I think the one that has the most might be the second one being revenge of the fallen, but None of them are really taken seriously. You know, it's the three motorcycle ones. Then it's the two joke ones. You know, one's like an ice cream uh, truck and they're just joke comedy relief characters. But out of like main storyline driven characters, it's, you know, it's Optimus, it's Ironhide, it's Ratchet. Jazz is already dead because he dies in the first one. And um, Sideswipe. Like those are the only kind of major ones that have any sort of substantial output to the story. But then the majority of them disappear by Darker of the Moon too. So there's this really weird thing that happens when it comes to the robots they decide to use. There's no continuity amongst them. And sometimes you'll have one or two that'll die and you have one or two that will just disappear. And it just doesn't make any sense. And truthfully, there should be more of them. There should be more Autobots incorporated in this team-up of things. But the focus is never on the Transformers. The focus is always on the human aspect being, you know, the first three being the Shia LaBeouf character, then the second trilogy being the Mark Wahlberg character, and then you had Bumblebee, which took a, a step back from all of that and kind of rebooted everything. But even then, you get this new one, Rise of the Beasts, and it still focuses a lot on the human character. Granted, I understand that you have to have some sort of a human presence involved in order to, I guess, make us feel connected. You know, like, they had human characters in the cartoon from back in the 90s, but, like, that's not why you watched it. And nobody bought the human character toys. They bought the Transformers toys. I had dozens of the Transformers toys. Like, I loved all the Transformers, and I especially loved the Beast Wars series, which is what this loosely is based off of. So for anybody who is, I don't want to say a layman, but not very versed in the Transformers universe, granted, I'm no expert, I only know the few things that I know, which is anything from the original 80s and 90s cartoons and some of Beast Wars. I never even actually finished Beast Wars. I do have a copy of it, and I've been dying to get into the whole series. I just never really sat down with it to actually do it. But here's what I know. Beast Wars is a reimagining of the Transformers story. 
it isn't taking place separately. It's this is what actually would have happened if instead of landing on Earth in modern times or modern times for the films or the cartoon, instead they landed during the dinosaur age, which is why Megatron is a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the show. So when you have these characters in the show, Optimus Prime is the gorilla. And then you have, instead of Bumblebee, you have him as Cheetor. In that show, Cheetor is Bumblebee. If I'm wrong about that, somebody can somebody can correct me, but I was pretty certain that was the whole premise of it. You had the, the closest thing to a yellow animal that you could make Bumblebee, so everybody connected that Optimus Prime's right-hand man, Bumblebee, is the same yellow character. Here he is, Cheetor. But they can't call him Bumblebee, that's why they call him Cheetor. And that's the only way that this made sense to anybody back then, because it was really just a reimagining of that story. So what did they do instead? They made them these other robots, these other beings, that ex- that existed separate from the Transformers on other planets. And granted, the one really saving factor about all this is Unicron. And what I really would have liked out of the film is to show Unicron in his full form. That, to me, would have been dope. But I do understand why they kind of couldn't, because they already made him this humongo badass that could easily, like, not have been defeated. And so instead, they kept him as a planet, and they let him kind of disappear into the void. Whatever you want to do with that, you can do with that. Unicron isn't even the main focus of the film. The main focus of the film is waiting to see the two Optimus Primes connect, and then looking at yourself, realizing that this is actually really cool, but it's still not 100% what you sort of wanted. And I appreciate the few people that they did bring over and still make characters. I think the only way that this makes sense is that Beast Wars actually was... In all actuality, there really only were five or six survivors, from what I remember. When the Autobots landed on Earth in 500 million BC or whatever... They they only had five or six of them that woke up, and it was Optimus Prime, Cheetor, and like two or three others. And the same thing happened with the Decepticons. So when you have that portion of it, it does make sense. But eventually, as the show progressed, more Autobots were found, more creatures were added. They did some other c- cool fusion things to them and make them look really cool. I'm digressing a little bit because Beast Wars was just such a cool show. And I feel like this just didn't do it 100% of the justice that you wanted. This was just another way of trying to like... I, I don't even know. I, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a reboot. It's not a reboot. It's not a sequel. It's not... It's not a requel, it's not a reimagining, it's just like it's separate story that they claim is kind of connected to Bumblebee, because they make one sentence mention, there's one bit of dialogue that's like, you know, Optimus Prime doesn't trust humans, and then B's like, well, what do you mean? And Optimus is like, yeah, I know you had a good relationship with one ten years ago, but that's just a one-off thing kind of, and it's like, that's it, That that's the only thing you're connecting to that one? So this is more about the new way that we're doing things and not the old way we're doing things so if we're doing it the new way why not bring back characters that we love why not bring back ironhide why not bring back ratchet is it just because that this went into the hands of somebody else and it's no longer michael bay doing it that you just don't get the permission to use characters he's already killed it's a reboot these are characters we love we should be getting them it's it's a little annoying when it comes to that As a movie, as a whole movie in and of itself, it is still enjoyable. 
I did find myself, you know, still wanting to finish it and not really getting upset. I'm it, the 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 thing I'm more upset about is just my inner child is kind of screaming at how I've always wanted a live action Beast Wars and I got this and it isn't necessarily all of it, but I guess it's the best I'm going to get because nobody else is going to give it a chance. So for what it's worth, it's decent. It's not the best of the series, and granted, they've done seven of these so far. It's not the best one, but it's a good one. It's it's a decent take on what they were trying to build up. I also want to say that I am getting really annoyed with these action or these fantasy films that overdo big battles. And, like, this is the other reason why I have such a huge issue with there not being bigger numbers to this team. Like, there's four Autobots, there's four Maximals, and you're going up against hundreds of these little spider robots that this guy sends at them, and they're just taking them out one by one. Like, there's a little bit of an annoyance in me when I keep seeing this in action sequences. It's really small numbers against really big numbers. The only time that ever made sense is when it was... The 300, when the Spartans versus, you know, you have 300 Spartans versus 100,000, um, uh, whatever the other people were in that film. I can't remember off the top of my head. But Persians, yes, uh, 10,000 Persians versus the 300 Spartans. That made sense because it's in a corridor. They're not all coming at you. All they have to do is kind of show the CGI version of a wave of more warriors. But if you focus on the front of the line, you only really need... 15 to 20 people there, but it's 15 to 20 fighting 15 to 20. It makes make it, it's made to make sense. None of it makes sense when I see, you know, fucking five warriors going up against th- thousands of this army. Like th- this isn't dynasty warriors. It's not going to make sense. And that's just also something that goes back to just the history of action films and action sequences. You could see this in, uh, the, the biggest culprit I can think of off the top of my head is a Jackie Chan movie. Jackie Chan movies are notorious for making the odds seem out of his favor when it's him versus a room full of dudes, you know, 20, 30 dudes. They're all, like, expert fighters, but he's able to fight them all off. But if you really frame by frame a lot of those fights, what they're doing does not make sense. Like, anything that's happening in the background of a Jackie Chan fight scene does not make sense. Now, granted, I'm not shitting on Jackie Chan movies. I love Jackie Chan. I love all of Jackie Chan's film history. I haven't watched one Jackie Chan film that I haven't really enjoyed and watched on multiple occasions. But his fight scenes don't make any sense. They make sense for the fantasy idea in your head where you have, you know, this one guy versus the world and he's winning. But logically, it doesn't make sense. And it makes even less sense when you're talking about apocalypse-level numbers. When you watch a Jackie Chan movie, it does make a little bit of realistic sense because you can beat up a guy until he doesn't want to stand up and fight anymore. And you watch the scenes, and if you really go frame by frame, you can see in the background, there's dudes just pacing back and forth. Like, they're not even doing anything. When in any realistic situation, they would just totally gang up on him i i just got into the show on peaky blinders i watched the first season i'm in the middle of the second season and the second season first episode 
close to the end of it, there's this fight that breaks out. And it's a fight that uh, the main character, played by Gillian Murphy, he gets he gets jumped by, like, four Italian dudes. Now, the way that fight works out is that he is trying to fight them off, but all four of them are coming at him. They're not waiting turns. They're not just running around aimlessly. They are going at him. And when you have a four-on-one fight and you see that kind of play out the way it does, it makes sense visually, common sense-wise. It makes sense to you. I see... 400 of these little robots all trying to gang up on the on the Autobots and they're just throwing the hammer around killing one by one like really there's thousands of these things there's eight of you this doesn't make any sense and this is just this thing that they do now that CGI is able to make you believe that they're on battlefields full of you know bad guys that they're just gonna fight and destroy and beat up and shoot at and chop with swords and axes and hammers it's fucking, it's a fugazi. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any logical sense why they would be winning. None of it makes sense to any sort of a winning standpoint. That's why you need more Autobots in a sequence like that. When you have eight of them and two of them are off fighting one guy and then one's in the air being dragged around by another general who's a, a regular uh, robot, not even a Decepticon, I don't, I don't remember what they're called, but he's being dragged up in the air, and he's getting into this fight in the air with nobody else there to bother him. That leaves you with, like, five warriors against thousands? This doesn't make any sense. And this is just what every fantasy or action film does. It's, they did it in the Avengers, and even in the Avengers, they tried to make it make sense by getting all of the fucking, all of the warriors from Wakanda, and all of the wizards uh, from um, the place where Doctor Strange comes from, and they made it make sense for that, so it's all these warriors versus all those warriors, but in all actuality, if you didn't have those two regimes of just all these fighters, it still wouldn't make any sense, because now you're just talking about all of the, all of the, um main warriors, the main Avengers, all fighting this army of thousands of people. So you go all the way back to that first Avengers film, and they sort of made it make sense, but it still doesn't even make a lot of sense. It's just this this way that we've envisioned how we want, or how maybe even Hollywood thinks we want, these these big deal fight sequences to go, and it's just an overbearing sensation of unrealistic expectations. Like, I'm not going to say that I don't love it. I'm just going to say I'm getting to be over it. Like, I want either big one-on-one fights. I want something that's a little bit more sensible. If you're going to show me big fight scenes between a CGI thing and a CGI thing, don't give me these armies versus these one men. Like, there is... There is too much of that happening and this is just another film that's an example of that that just does it to me probably the poorest out of the whole thing now maybe this hasn't fully been about the actual film rise of the beast maybe it's just a little bit of me digressing into a rant about action sequences and whatnot but it's just it's an it's another example of what might actually be wrong with this film and i don't know what the reviews are for it it's still relatively new i believe it's only been out for a couple of weeks, I think, uh, maybe even a month by now. I still think it's doing relatively decent at the box office, um, but I haven't really read much other reviews. This is just my unbiased opinion about how, even without the the Michael Bay treatment, you know, 
giant explosions, unnecessary love stories, all the all very typical Michael Bay shit. Even without all of that, I don't know. Maybe even it would have been better with all of that, and maybe makes sense because even when it was Michael Bay, you had things that made sense. You know, odds and evens. It made sense, even if the bad guys had a couple extra, you know, warriors on their end than the good guys did. You still made the fight make sense, and you made overcoming all obstacles make sense. One of my favorite sequences in the Transformers films so far is the one. I I think it's um I think it's um Dark of the Moon. What what's the third one called? Dark of the Moon. I'm pretty sure is the third one, and it's when they're fighting in the middle of uh, San Diego or whatever um whatever city they're in. And they're trying to stop, you know, the, the the beam that opens up the sky and brings Cybertron to Earth. And they're trying to have this fight. There isn't a lot going on in that fight. Like, yes, there's an invasion, but the actual fight that's taking place, very minimal things going on in that fight sequence that would draw your eye away to make you think, oh, you know, there's too much here. How could things be so overwhelming for the good guys? With... The actual presence of danger being very prominent and thinking that no one's going to win. That's very prominent in, in that ending of that film. And of course, the good guys come out and are victorious. That's the kind of feeling you want to give to a movie. You want to bring this sort of sensation of dread without things being so overwhelming that when you see the good guy come back, it doesn't make any sense. When you have Optimus Prime versus a hundred little robots... Yeah, maybe you think he's going to lose, but these are fucking foot soldiers. This is nobody. You know, if you told me that it was Optimus Prime versus 100 Megatrons, yeah, Optimus Prime is fucked. He's getting killed. He's getting murdered. He's getting scattered all over the fucking ground. But that's the only way that you would not have that dread. But you also don't have that dread when they're fucking nobody fighters. But it doesn't, it doesn't need to be there. If they're nobody fighters, let him get through it and have legitimate fights. What's what's the one that was right after that? If that's Dark of the Moon, regular Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, Dark of the Moon, it's not the last night. The last night was the one right before the one with Bumblebee. Age of Extinction. When you have Age of Extinction, where he has that big fight with like the 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 tra- the Autobot Hunter in that film, you know that that's going to be a tough fight for him, even though it's Optimus Prime. So when he has that tough fight and he comes out victorious, that to me has more meaning than eight warriors versus a thousand warriors. Because to me, that's just too overwhelming. And the, and the idea of you making it so overwhelming already defeats the purpose because you know they're not going to get overwhelmed to the point where they lose. You're not going to do that. This isn't that type of movie. They do do movies where that does happen and there's nothing wrong with that. But this is not the movie where that's going to make sense. So all you're doing is making all these CGI-rendered characters that don't make any sense and are all going to lose because that's too overwhelming. You have more... This movie's particular. This movie in particular, when Bumblebee tries to save Optimus Prime and he gets killed because it's a three-on-three and they showed you that these three three other um, robots are stronger than the Autobots... That fills you with more dread and more of a sense of they're not going to win than any number of other CGI robots you want to make. I don't care if they're spiders, if they're scorpions, if they're elephants. I don't give a shit. That has more meaning behind it than big-ass fight sequences like how this movie has at the end. That's my opinion. 
and I'm sticking to it. 